Hi guys, welcome to the Mind for a Minute podcast. I'm Amanda. And I'm Asuma. And um, yeah, we took a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit of a break um, during Ramadan because the podcast, work and Ramadan and Iftar was just not... Yeah, it just was not working yeah. to be fair. Because yeah, we were breaking fast at like eight o'clock um, and obviously we usually do this after work. So we just wouldn't have had enough time to do all of that so we took a bit of a break during that month um but how did you find ramadan that's one. how did you find ramadan this time around um you know what i don't okay so normally it's longer much longer okay but it's not that bad mm-hmm. and this year I just felt like I struggled so much uh, you know you know what I think it is the time kept going up mm. whereas the years before it would like go down I know last year it kept yeah. going up but the years before every single time it's like it cuts down cuts down cuts down till yeah. you get to like the last few days and then you're like oh this is easy but this year it was like you started off low and you was building up yeah like I, I didn't actually mind the timing or anything mm-hmm. I just for some reason I just found it extremely hard to work and fast and just like when I was at home it was fine mm-hmm. it was working and fasting yeah. but it's weird because we used to do this back day yeah. for even like um it was even harder before yeah it was fine because we had like uni and stuff but I think maybe the pressures are different yeah, it it's just, I just found it so weird, though. Like, yeah, I just found it weird that I struggled so much and it was probably the easiest fast that we've fast, probably done. Yeah. In, so, in, yeah. in, like, years. No, I for me, it was okay. I think I struggled a little bit. Mm. I struggled especially with work because, obviously, I live um, by myself, so I had to make all the food. <laughs> so I'm laughing because that was an absolute struggle, especially um, at one point I had... Um, my fiance's friends come for iftar and I finished work literally at 5 30 and I was making a three-course meal I've never sweated so much before in my life oh my god <laughs> I was literally like oh my god how am I going to do this like yeah. it was just a lot um but for the rest of it was okay it was just a cooking right obviously if I was with my mum by all means 5 30 I'm asleep <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. a nap is essential. (laughs) Like after work, you have to nap because you're literally dying. You know, if I touch my bed after work, I'm gone. That's it, literally. I'm gone. No, I feel proper burnt out after work generally, anyways. But when you've had no food, no drink, you just want to literally pass out. Yeah, it's not the one. And I wasn't like waking up for sure either (laughs) because I was just that drained. I'll wake up to have a drink of water, but that was about it. Yeah, no, I couldn't do that. Yeah. So, yeah, but we're grateful. We are, we are. And I do miss it. Like, when it came towards the end, I was like, I don't want it to end. Oh. Even the whole way through, I was like, can't ever end. <laughs> <laughs> when it finally ended, you're like, oh, it wasn't actually that bad. Yeah, I looked back <laughs> thinking, oh, my God, I did the most. Like, yeah. it was not that bad. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think in a couple years' time, it's going to come to a point where we do two fasts in a year. Do you know that? No. <laughs> No, Google it. It's actually true. Like, Google, Google, it. Google it if you don't believe Is that when it gets to December? Because Probably. Because the... Basically, there's going to be two in the year, basically. Oh. But one short one, one longer. Longer. Yeah, so can that... you believe it? Two times in a year. Well, that will be very interesting. <laughs> that will be very well, we interesting. When we finish in like, oh, yeah, we've got another one in the next couple of months. That's going to be so weird. Yeah, that will be really weird. But we'll see when that time comes. 
tackle it then, won't we? Yeah, we will. Um, But what have you been up to outside of just like fasting and Ramadan and stuff? Well, um, I started my new job. Oh yeah, she did. So I'm working, I think I've mentioned this last time on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but I'm working in addiction now. So it's really, really good. Mm -hmm. I've been enjoying it really, to be fair, a lot really. And the colleagues are really nice as well. So Yeah. yeah, I do miss my old work colleagues, but I don't miss a job yeah no I think that makes sense because you you're well you enjoyed where you was working before because of the people around you it was like a laugh yeah whereas now this is like something you actually enjoy helping other people get off their feet and kind of be stable which is really really good yeah no I was gonna say this was actually a quite good segue because um Masuma has just started a new job are you experiencing any like imposter syndrome or anything that's making you feel like oh I don't belong there or I don't know what I'm doing um it is a bit of a weird one Mm. I think my situation is a bit different because I volunteered in the place for a year before I even got the job so I was very familiar with the job Mm. but I guess imposter syndrome is like feeling like everyone knows exactly what they're doing but you don't know what you're doing but it's a bit natural when you start a new job anyways yeah um I think it's very closely linked to self-esteem yeah because for me I don't feel imposter syndrome I think (laughs) she's like I'm a bad bitch no actually (laughs) I take that back I do actually feel a bit of an imposter syndrome in terms of like my degree in that because everyone thinks oh wow she's got a master's and she's got like an undergrad in psychology she must be very like clever in this area yeah and I don't think that I'm more clever than my colleagues at all in, in that sense that's, do you know what I mean yeah. I get what you mean so with the actual job I don't feel any sort of imposter syndrome but I only feel imposter syndrome in, in the sense of they probably think that I'm really clever because I have a master's but like I don't feel like I'm that clever because I have a master's I personally don't think a master's uh, is amazing yeah. where someone else whenever I tell anyone else I've like got a master's they're like wow like you must be so clever yeah no I get that I think when I first started my job obviously I've done assistant psychology roles before but this one was so different to anything that ever done before and they were throwing like different words at me like clean language um they were doing like theories like drama to karma triangle and things like that and these are things that I obviously I studied psychology did um my master's but these are words that I didn't hear before. Yeah. And with, especially with this clean language theory that they were giving us, it was like, everybody knew what it was. Like, yeah, it's not obvious that you don't know. Yeah, and it isn't that obvious that you don't know. And they wanted you to use it in practice with your clients. And I'm just there like, guys, <laughs> I'm still here sometimes like, guys, I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is actually going on? And I felt like as well with my clients sometimes, um, not with my clients, but when we would be in like a case conference where you all discuss and like bounce off ideas with each other, I kind of felt like, wow, everybody just knows what is happening. <laughs> like, everyone, everyone knows, seems but good. Me. Literally, I'm like, everyone seems good. They just know what's going on. I feel like I'm going with the flow. Like, I'm bringing up worksheets with and be like okay we're doing this this session I felt like I was just going with the flow yeah but I think after a while because when I settled in and I understand my I understood my role um I kind of moved away from it and I actually understood that I'm actually an expert at this like Mm. I have the autonomy to choose what interventions I do with people I have yeah I can choose what assessments I'm doing so yeah. I have that autonomy I don't have to go with what everyone else is doing mm. because everyone else is so different and different things work for them and I think that's the beauty of my job because it's so individualized to that client that I'm that I'm speaking to so 
I kind of had to go get over that but it took me quite some time it was it was quite difficult because um because our CEO as well she's a really good psychologist and high at the top does like research papers and stuff mm. and she would like send us like amazing things that she did and I'm like I'm in this company with just all these fucking amazing psychologists yeah and how how did I get here <laughs> kind of thing and the pay was good as well so it was just like do I actually deserve to be here like, do I need to do more for do this? I need to do more like am I not doing enough and I think that anxiety kind of carries on even now to an extent because yeah now um I'm moving away from I guess less feeling like an imposter but more like a helper so I'm really trying my best to want to help people as much as I can mm. but that causes me anxiety as well if that makes sense I think it's really it, like you said it's linked to people's personalities and stuff yeah. and I think because I'm an anxious person and I like to have everything like perfect when it comes to work not in my personal life in my personal life okay but when it comes to work I'm very anxious and I want everything to just go perfectly everything to the book so when I feel like I'm deviating from that I'm like oh my god does everyone think I'm dumb does everyone think that I'm not doing the right thing things like that yeah I mean I can I can relate in terms of uni did you feel like imposter syndrome when you were at uni no I would sit there thinking I don't know how I'm doing a master's degree right now and then there'll be people there that are very naturally like clever Clever. no at uni I just felt like everything's on the internet man (laughs) I I was the girl that would do all of the work at uni on the first day of the being given the assignment they would give you the assignment on the Tuesday and I'd have it I'd have it done by Wednesday at evening and Ramuda would be like Masuma help me (laughs) I literally it it was hilarious I would be like Gavin Mamuda, here's the work guys do it but this is there's one funny thing that Gavin you're gonna hate me for sharing this (laughs) but once um I did an assignment right and then well we can say it now can we say it now plagiarism 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 Anyways, we moved. I'm going to say anyways. Um, so me and Gavin were working oh, together. Oh, plagiarism. Oh, just, I just, yeah, just clicked. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, me and Gavin, obviously, same course, same class and everything <laughs> same like that. Same question. Same question, <laughs> even. Um, so we wouldn't, like, we both did the work, right? And what I realised about uni is not what you write, it's how, how you write, you write it. it. Yeah, because yeah, you could write something so simple, but because it's, like, written so perfectly that will give you points basically that will give you a mark so me and Gavin would write our assignment together we wouldn't copy each other's work but we'd write our assignment because we have to do like different kind of case studies and then we would proofread each other's work to make sure that the structure structure and everything is perfect so we both read each other's and the structure of both of us was Was literally the same the same structure even though the content was different Different, the structure was the same um and you should have seen the differences in our and results. Great. <laughs> wanted to rip out her hair. <laughs> no, I was the one that got the... Oh, was, was you got, the one with the higher? I got the 85 or 89. Yeah. Something very close to 90. Yeah. And Gavin got like 60 something. Like, was it was fuming. a very big difference and he was fuming. And that's when he was convinced that the lecturer hated him. Yeah, but I don't think it's hatred. With yeah, with uni, it's literally the way you write. Yeah, it's a difference. It is, but I did, I did definitely feel imposter syndrome at uni because mm-hmm. I would just sit in class and and look at the clever girls like you know those two right Yeah, there? yeah. I would look at them and I would just think, 
why what are you writing i can see i can see I'll doctor see in, you. In, your, in your face right now i can see that you are a doctor oh yeah i can see doctor written all over you you can tell them in the class they probably, are, they probably are doing doctorates right now to be fair um but yeah i felt like that Ooh. then so basically imposter syndrome is feeling like a, like a fraud like yeah. you know you don't actually belong like you're not actually good for it you're just trying to fit you're fit trying in, to fake it to make, make it. it yeah basically. fake it till you make it that's a good analogy for imposter syndrome and the funny thing is we think we talk about who experiences imposter syndrome right in one of our, our company like big meetings our ceo of our company said she still needs to pinch herself because she feels like an imposter every day coming into work. Mate, she Einstein, owns this company. <laughs> Einstein said that he feels like an imposter because yeah. he feels like his work does not um, deserve all of that kind of. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So that credit. Yeah, but the CEO of your job. Yeah. So there is lots of people like, and it's usually people that are very high achieving, people that um, got a couple of masters or. PhDs or gone to uni or people that are they're, they're used to doing well um but they don't believe in their own source quote unquote they they academically do well and there is no evidence that they can't do that job because they continuously do that job mm. and they get other jobs on the back of that job but it's that self I guess low self-esteem and that self-doubt that just kind of eats them up because they're like oh should I be here should I am I fitting in to this place but I also think with us I think culture plays such a big role in that well yeah. for me in my company I think it does because when I look around there isn't that many people that look like me there is a few but not that many so it makes me feel like okay am I meant to be in this space so naturally I have these questions yeah within my own self like oh if I don't do as well as them maybe I can get fired because I don't look like them or things like I that I do get that because yeah. in some companies you see like majority mm-hmm. like white for example and then you'd go there thinking I don't belong like, yeah you know do I even deserve to be here yeah, because yeah. so many of them why is it that there's a big That's, difference between us yeah so I definitely think that that culture plays a big part, a part yeah yeah and also because yeah we're not used to being in these spaces if that makes sense so I think that's how our culture plays a part in it I guess we're made to believe that we don't deserve it yeah so now that we're in that we just think oh were they right like do we actually not deserve to be here and we've always been made to think we have to work twice as hard in order to be in certain spaces so when you feel like you don't know what's happening you feel like really panicked because you're like but I need to do twice as well as these people for me to even be recognized in this yeah so I need to prove myself I need to prove myself every single day in order for me to keep this job and it's a real sad battle like kind of cognitive dissonance that you go through because you're like actually no I've got the degree I am here but then you're like but but it could be taken that you genuinely feel like the rug can be pulled out underneath from you at any point and there is actually no evidence that that's going to happen yeah it's just us thinking like that so basically the symptoms of imposter syndrome are like um, fear of being seen as a failure. So being caught out, just like you said, yeah. like, you know, if I don't work twice as hard to prove myself, then they might kind of work me out and suss me out and realise yeah. that I'm a fraud. Like yeah. that's how you would feel basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you would downplay accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you do really, really good, you'd probably think um, it's not, you know, that amazing or 
you know they do it all the time so it's probably not amazing that I'm doing it yeah. well I'm, I'm expected to work this hard and be this amazing basically um and feeling unworthy of attention or affection as well but I think that comes in with the low like the low self low self-esteem definitely when you just don't believe in your own abilities um a lot of things will be affected you just don't feel worthy whether you feel like an imposter in your own relationship because the affection is in a relationship sense um if you don't love your own self and you don't understand you won't be able to understand why someone else is giving you that affection because you're thinking but why I don't deserve this yeah so yeah it does play a big role yeah definitely um so I think like you know with psychology Mm -hmm. I feel like psychology as a course Mm -hmm. makes you feel like an imposter yeah (laughs) I don't know I think this whole course is a trap psychology in general makes you feel like an imposter because you're telling sometimes you feel like you're telling people things that is you know what I, I hate? I when feel people like say, I'm, can you read minds? And I'm like, should I be able to read minds? Sometimes I feel like <laughs> I'm telling people things that they already have thought about themselves. Like when I'm telling you to like drink water or go to bed for eight hours, I feel like people are looking at me like, yeah, no. Nah. This is what people say about psychologists all the time, <laughs> like, though. Yeah. Like, you know, when someone goes to the counsellor, yeah. and they always say, like, what's the point going to a counsellor? They're going to tell me what I already know. Yeah. So I get why um, psychology... feel like that. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. But psychology on its own is... I think it just induces... Um, <laughs> imposter syndrome. <laughs> I feel like you would get it with psychology anyways. Yeah. Um, I feel like I should know a lot more than I actually do from my degree. Mm. I feel like I should be able to read minds. Is that, I feel like I should be able to read. That yeah. is not the degree. Because why do I keep getting asked if I can read minds? Like, I should. Should I be able to should read? I, should, should I be able to read you? Just yeah. Or well, people will ask you, "Oh, can you psychoanalyze me?" I'm like, "Do I even know what psychoanalyzing is?" Yeah, like I know what, about masses. But am I fraud? I don't know who fraud is. <laughs> What's his name? Freud. She made me say fraud as well. She made Freud. Yeah. yeah. Am I fraud? No, I'm not. So yeah, I can't read minds. But you can have imposter syndromes in like different spaces you can have it at work like we mentioned um not feeling like you deserve to be in that space or that your accomplishments don't match up or you don't know what you're doing really you can have it at home um kind of feeling clueless of what's going on or what your responsibilities are at home I guess that's when like parents compare you to like other maybe your cousin or your sibling even so then you just think am I even good enough to be in this house or like in this family because my sister or my (laughs) cousin is like a doctor and I'm like not Not, exactly and then you try to kind of behave in a certain way to make you seem like you're leveled up the first thing that came up to mind with me when you said parents is actually new mums because I feel like a lot of new mums when they have their child they feel a lot of pressure to be perfect but when they're not like they try to be perfect but then inside it might feel like I'm struggling so much you know with um postnatal depression and stuff that is a kind of imposter syndrome because you feel like you you shouldn't be a mum yet or you don't feel ready for it you don't feel like you're that perfect stereotype of a mum yet but when in reality you're not doing anything wrong there is no perfect way of being a mum or I feel perfect like way of always say that like, yeah they always say like I should be acting a certain way or uh-huh. I don't know if I'm good enough to be a mum like they always yeah. like you know they don't know if they should be they can be a natural mum mm-hmm. and that can obviously give like imposter syndrome, syndrome as well yeah. 
Um, and then you've got at school, so students might avoid speaking up in class or asking questions for fear that teachers or classmates might think that they're clueless. Yeah, or stupid. Um, or I, used, I used to think that in school. Really? Yeah, I, was, I used to be really scared to put my hand up because I'm like, oh, everybody knows the answer. I'm going to I'm gonna be the dumb one. And the <laughs> worst thing is, that. as soon as that one kid says something, you're like, oh my God, the whole yeah. class is like, oh yeah, I didn't know that you were. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I used to feel like that in school as And well. then obviously, like we said, in relationships as well so sometimes people self-sabotage um that relationship and it ends up um it ends before the other person can basically yeah. so i feel like it can make relationships worse in that sense yeah because you just feel like oh i'm not worthy of that imagine yeah or, constantly of, being yeah. so insecure in the relationship and then you want to beat someone to it because you don't want to be hurt in a way so you're like oh let me break it up before before he or she does it to me and that way I'm ahead of the game so it's very closely linked to like self low self yeah massively yeah so a lot of these a lot of ways to kind of overcome imposter syndrome really has to do with self-esteem similar ways to how you overcome self-esteem issues so um the key thing is really separating facts from feelings um I think that makes such a difference because sometimes our feelings get clouded and we make all these assumptions and we take assumptions and um, kind of inferences as facts. But these are inferences are things that you've kind of come to conclusion as, whereas facts are actually the hard truths. And sometimes kind of being like a bird's eye looking at what is happening without like your emotions or what actually happened, what is going on without inserting how I feel or how this made me think I think that definitely makes a difference yeah no, definitely and I think like sometimes you know when I'm in situations where like I'm doing good like my old job I did loads of stuff and um, in that job mm-hmm. um with leaders and stuff like that and I didn't feel um present in the situation Ooh. which is really weird like I didn't feel like I didn't see, so everyone would say, oh, wow, like you're doing really, really good. And I wouldn't see that. Like I would yeah, just you're feel, just like, I'm just on autopilot, just getting it done. Yeah, and I didn't re- actually realise the situation I was in. It was mm-hmm. so weird. Like I feel like I wasn't deeping the situation that I'm in at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I, I felt like that, I didn't feel like I was doing that good. Mm-hmm. But then if you look at it in comparison to the facts, Mm-hmm. you see what everyone else is saying and what you're actually doing it's true so sometimes yeah. it like take yourself out of the situation yeah and you do but I think it is quite hard to do that sometimes because your feelings your feelings can overpower the facts do you know what I mean figures. yeah it's very true but sometimes especially in a work environment if you're in like a target driven environment going back your last one-to-one for example with your manager how what did they say okay you did well in this you did well in that that is fact <laughs> they have said that to you as a fact so why do you feel like you're doing any Mm. worse than anyone else so things like that just kind of looking at what is reality and what is in front of you rather than yeah what what I think is happening because sometimes it just becomes a spiral of anxiety and we we all experience it sometimes so I would say to stop comparing as well yeah um so like going back to the family thing that I said um it's really important not to compare yourself with other people um because everyone's skills are different and yeah. you know like you can't just compare yourself to other people and that's when you will induce impulse syndrome yeah because there may be some people that have a bit more experience than you do in that job but if you don't think logically that you know that person's been that in that job for so many years um and they've, they've had like 
x amount of experience yeah if you don't kind of appreciate that then you you kind of put yourself down and think well i'm never going to get to that point and you you will eventually yeah, you, will eventually, <laughs> you will get there like everyone will get there eventually yeah um but i feel like everyone can you know do things like this like everyone can achieve what they want to achieve it's just important to not put yourself down no, whilst you're doing it yeah one of the main things that i try to do myself to stop myself from comparing to others when i'm at work i know this is not it's not the best way to think, but sometimes I actually look at the room and think, I'm actually the youngest here. I shouldn't know as much. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually sit there to myself and I'm, I'm looking at everyone and I'm like, to be fair, I'm actually quite young. So these people have X plus experience in psychology. I just graduated. Mm. I am still trying to find my feet. I'm allowed to not know as much as these people. And that's okay because I'm, this is why I'm here. I can yeah. learn off of other people. So I think that, that definitely helps me personally <laughs> need the um, <a> room. <laughs> for me, I don't know. You know, sometimes when you're new to a job and you hide behind the fact that you're new. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, but I'm new. Yeah. Imagine when that changes. So right now, prob- I'm probably fi- probably hiding behind that word now. Yeah. Um, but when I'm probably a couple months in, yeah. I think I'll probably come back on the podcast and say, yeah, guys, I'm experiencing <laughs> imposter syndrome. I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but people say talking to people obviously will really really help so like you said speak to like your manager or whoever mm-hmm. or speak to your friends and your fam- or your family mm-hmm. and going back to like your family situation if you are you are being compared speak to your parents about it yeah. talk to them about the fact that you know you feel like you're constantly being compared and you feel like you're not good enough because mm-hmm. yeah. some people don't really some people sometimes don't realize that what they say is actually having an impact on you yeah and um, they might just think you're taking it you're brushing it off lightly but you're not yeah so I just think sometimes in certain situations if someone else is making you feel like an imposter then you should speak up and say something about it and um, because it will only kind of spiral downwards yeah. I would I, I'd say do you know what I mean yeah I was gonna say especially someone you feel like someone is being patronizing or belittling you speaking up and kind of setting that boundary um will help because yeah in any situation any work situation you wouldn't want anyone to make you feel lesser than or that you're stupid or that you don't know what you're talking about and actually just being confident that you do know what you're talking about because I'm sorry, majority of the time, okay, we're psychologists, right? They always say, we are the experts at the end of the day. What we're well, saying, see, this is the thing, I don't feel like an expert. I don't feel like an expert, but at the end of the day, we are the expert. What we, go, what we say is Bible at the end of the day. Wait, 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 Mamuda is doing a lot right now. Mamuda, what you say is not Bible. <laughs> no, it's true. Actually, but that's, but to, but to, to, our to clients, other people, yeah. to our clients what we say goes so when you're self-doubting as well makes you seem less professional so you being confident in what you're saying (laughs) does actually help quite a lot in in the psychology world I would say honestly in the psychology world this is so relevant like you just made me deep the (laughs) fact that because like right now like me and Mamuda both have clients okay and we have clients that we give advice to that Mm -hmm. we support and all that kind of stuff and sometimes I just think I don't know how you're taking advice from me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing with my life. Literally, I don't even but know. But that's the imposter yeah. syndrome coming back because at the end of the day, you studied this, whereas other people didn't. You know the symptoms. You know, or you can go online and you can rationalize it and you can find interventions to help them, whereas other people don't even have that knowledge. So that is the imposter syndrome showing up, saying, "Oh my god, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm yeah. just chatting." 
No, but I honestly feel like that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I just feel like, are you really gonna listen to my advice? Because <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> no, guys, we are experienced people. We know. No, we are. We are. We, we do are. have a degree. We haven't faked it, and we have a master's degree, <laughs> and we are professional people. We're basically doctors. Yeah. yeah well. <laughs> trying to get there one step away basically but sometimes also you need to yeah you need to speak to a therapist about it of some sort because some of it does um stem from I guess how you've made been made to feel as a child I know we always go back to we always go back to this we always go back to this but a lot of it is trauma showing up in adulthood so it's very important to kind of speak to a therapist or a healthcare professional kind of unpick why do you feel lesser than constantly in what situation you were in. imagine if you've never felt like you belonged in a situation, situation. you're to be fair even in your adult life you're going to feel the same way you're going to yeah. feel like you don't belong or you're not deserving imagine being in a house you know in a household when you were younger that was quite abusive mm-hmm. and you know you're always talked down to and you're always compared and all that kind of stuff when you're older you will you will you will the same feel, kind of, yeah you will feel like you're not good enough and that you don't deserve it because that's all you've ever known mm-hmm. so if sometimes it can be deep-rooted and if, if you do feel like it is something that's bothering you and it's if affecting your self-esteem or even if you just want to explore it it's really good just to talk to a therapist because yeah. you might realize something um that you never even thought of before um so I think that's really really good and also it will affect different aspects of your life so if you're applying for a job or if you're in a job yourself it can act as a blocker to do good oh my god it's such a huge blocker for so many people the amount of clients that I have to say when we're looking at like roles that they want to do whatever they're like oh I don't think I can do it I'm like you've got the experience you've got the skills oh I don't think I can do it why (laughs) I can see here you've got you've got everything like you've done that you've done the work like you've got everything oh no 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 I just the job will be too hard why there is no reason what like you can't tell me why exactly why because it's all rooted in self-doubt it's all rooted in not feeling like you yeah your self-esteem is just really low you just don't feel like you can actually do that job but there is no evidence for it and there's no like rationale behind it there's no justification as to why you can't do do it it, you just think to yourself I can't I can't do it yeah yeah so Um, it's so you don't you don't want it to become a blocker um from promotions from going for jobs or for being in certain relationships so you need to really pinpoint and see where's this coming from why do I speak so negatively to myself? Because mm. that also plays a big part. Maybe practice some affirmations, um, saying I can do this job. I'm here for a reason. They employed. You need to remember at the end of the day, when you went for this job, they went for the best candidate. They employed you for a reason. You clearly had the skills set that they needed. So you need to remind yourself of that constantly. Like, Similar yeah. in relationship. Oh, I know relationships sometimes it's like it's very grey. <laughs> Because certain people's mm-hmm. relationship intentions are not clear, but whoever you're in a relationship with, they probably saw some attributes and qualities in you that they liked, which is why they're with you. So you need to recognize that. 
as 100%, well. Yeah, I think you have to recognize that at the end of the day, you're in that position. Yeah. And there's some people that are not in that position. Mm. So it's really, so on here as well, there's like a tip to say that you should actually make like notes, notes. around what you've actually achieved. Because mm. sometimes you achieve so much and you just don't even remember half of it. So if I, I couldn't even tell you my achievements. Like That's true. For last year, I couldn't yeah. tell you my achievements. But if I wrote all my achievements down, um, I would be able to remember it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So maybe write down all your achievements just so you can look back at it when you yeah. are feeling low. Even if it's like the little wins, because sometimes you do something and people don't really count it as an achievement because you don't feel like you worked for it, it still counts. But other people would be like, wow, like I can't believe that you did that. Like I still, I still, as you said, don't feel like I have a master's or whatever. Me neither. But I don't that's feel like a big I've got a master's. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big achievement. <laughs> And we should recognise that. We actually belittle it so much. Like, yeah. we actually... Just, yeah. We think so casually about our master's degree. Yeah, even if you read our little blur on our podcast... I we're think, like, are we lying? We're <laughs> like, we've got a master's, but don't listen to us. <laughs> you know, it's so true. Like, our, um, our little bio thing yeah. does say, we've got a master's, but, but take everything with a pinch of salt. <laughs> literally, literally like, like, don't listen to us, but we've got a master's. <laughs> yeah, so it's so true. Um, we, we actually do it ourselves as yeah. well, quite quite funny actually I think a lot of people do it really yeah I think it's something you overcome over time and you get better well you feel better about it the longer you're in a certain situation the longer you've got certain routines and you practice the role um it does help but it's not something that's going to go away we did like a reddit search as well earlier mm. we saw someone that has been in a job for 25 years and still feels like an imposter yeah. so it's not something that's magically going to go away but it's really the deep-rootedness is self-esteem that's it that's yeah. the dual and yeah, the self-esteem that's all so if you can work on your self-esteem believe in your source believe in your blood class source (laughs) (laughs) that would definitely help but yeah well that was interesting you know guys um before this podcast I was thinking I don't know what I could say about impulse syndrome Mm because I was just I just you know you never deep this kind of stuff yeah you don't until you actually talk about it and you realize like oh wait a minute I'm going, I'm going through I'm this. I'm going through it. But yeah. yeah, I found that really, really interesting. Yeah, I think it was a good conversation to have. I'm glad that we spoke about it. And yeah, if you guys feel like an imposter in your job or anything, uh, reach out to us. Let's have a conversation. We're all imposters we're here. Good, we're, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're all doing let's the same thing. Let's make it imposter club. <laughs> Literally, let's make a fan club imposters. We're all doing the same thing. Let's have a conversation, see how you feel, how we feel. Yeah. yeah. But that is it for today. Um, so follow us on our shirt. So, whoa, my mood, what were you gonna say? Oh, follow us on our socials, <laughs> yeah, our Instagram. Our, I was gonna say Snapchat, we don't have that. We don't have that no. Instagram, Twitter, which we don't use. <laughs> yeah, just follow us. Mind the mind for a minute podcast, not without podcast, the mind for a minute. Um, on everywhere, just search us up. If you find us, find us. If you don't, you don't, then we don't have it. But we really want to interact with you guys. So tell us your stories, um, tell us situations that you've been in or what has made you feel like an imposter and let's have a conversation. Yeah, so we'll see you in hopefully two weeks. Yeah. We'll see our schedule. Yeah.